Welcome to my new Daily Dispatch. You know, I talk to real estate industry folks every day about the challenges they are facing at this unique moment in time. I want to share their insights with you, not just the problems, but also the solutions. Join me each day on the Daily Dispatch, and we can all figure this out together. This is Brad Inman. I'm really super excited to have with us Ryan Snyder, who is the CEO of Realogy, a company we all know well. Um, we've watched Ryan the last couple years lead his company already through tough times, but now facing um, quite quite the the world mess that we're all that we're all confronted with. And I was really pleased that Ryan could join us. Uh, welcome, Ryan. Brad, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here to have a chance to share my thoughts with your listeners. So good, um, Ryan. Let me just first. How's your family? Are they and yourself? Are you all healthy and you doing okay? Uh, we're, we're doing great. I'm very blessed as a family. You know, we have a couple high risk folks in the family who were taking some extra precautions to try to keep all of us uh, away from the the virus that's changing our world at the moment. But overall, everybody's good. We're very blessed and uh, very grateful. Ryan, where are you at right now? Are you in New Jersey? I'm in Madison, New Jersey at my kitchen table. Oh. Realogy moved to be virtual um, uh, over the last couple of weeks. And um, uh, we're, we're almost totally a virtual company at this point. And we're excited by how we're still able to take care of our agents and franchisees uh, in that in that model. Now, what are you looking at? What's your window looking at? At a, a woods or a deer or a city? Uh, or? <laughs> I'm 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 I'm, fa- I'm facing the sink okay. uh, at the table because I don't want to be distracted too much. But there's a you know suburban backyard out there, and uh, and it's nice to have the light. Oh, that's that, that's good to hear. Um, now, tell me this: in your life, what's the? I mean, this is a crisis. I got to admit, in my life, I don't I don't have an equivalent, but I have other things that I've faced. Does this look like anything you have ever seen, what we're going through right now, Ryan? You know, it, it doesn't, Brad. You know, I mean, I've, on a business dimension, you know, you know, I've weathered storms before going through the Great Recession running, you know, one of the largest unsecured lending portfolios, you know, on the planet, um, which was pretty scary with the banking system and all the challenges with that. Um uh, and that worked out fine for Capital One, and you know Realogy weathered this uh, the storm 12 years ago, and it worked out fine. But you know this is a, a social thing; we're all in it together. It's not housing driven. And one of the messages I've been trying to push people to remember is, you know, the things that happened in 2008 and 9 that were housing driven. That may not be the playbook for this because this is a truly different thing affecting you know the whole society and country and our industry um and so uh, while there may be uh, playbooks and and things we did back then that will be helpful we're gonna have to be creative we're gonna have to think differently and i get really excited by seeing some of what i've um, observed from agents and title officers and others with creativity recently um but we got a ways to go um and um you know um uh, we're in it together yeah, for sure, Ryan. Hey, look, I just saw something on, uh, there was a thread in a, in a Facebook post and um, one of our Inmanville readers said, she said, um, real estate isn't an emergency. And I, one thing that's occurred to me, I mean, we have the, the personal part of this, different than the financial crisis. And the financial crisis is personal in that our, you know, our savings went down and we lost our 401k and certainly a lot of people lost jobs. 
we kind of categorize it as job or their professional life, our well-being uh, financially. This, this is combining that, but with something highly more personal. How do you as a CEO go, I got to look out for the interests of the company, but I got this bigger kind of personal health woe of all these employees. I don't know if I'm articulating this very well, but that, that, that makes this problem multidimensional and more challenging, right? Absolutely. And, and let me tell you the three things I'm focused on, Brad, um, as, as CEO of Realty. Um, bluntly, the first is taking care of people and putting health and safety above everything. It's not just for our employees, right? It's also for our agents and our franchisees um, and our customers. Um, and whether that's guidance that we're giving to agents and franchisees about you know, how to how, what we're finding that works as best practices kind of in our industry, um, you know, whether it's creative things. I mean, we've had title officers witness things um, to get deals closed for customers through a window. Um, and so, but, but everything we're doing is about health and safety first. That's important for our employees, agents, franchisees, and everybody. Um, and that's the first thing that we're going to do um, uh, across the board, and, and we got to live that every single day. You know, the second thing we've been focused on is how do we make smart decisions to support our agents and franchisees? And that includes, you know, harnessing the creativity of agents and what they're doing with virtual open houses and, you know, virtual contracts and things like that. It includes paying off some of the investments we've been making in technology so that people can use remote notarization or, you know, pure online closing for mortgage in our ecosystem. Um, you know, we even have, you know, you know, international affiliates helping stranded travelers in other countries close transactions here in the U.S. that, that you know, have kind of were pending and people are now stuck. And so a lot of what we're doing in a virtual environment now is helping with the creativity. And we take into account what's happening with local orders and everything like that. Um, you know, we're going to announce in the next, you know, in kind of 12 hours here, some franchise relief efforts to try to help some of our franchisees have a bit of an easier time against kind of what's coming here, but we're going to be, we're focused on making those smart decisions to um, support agents and franchisees. And then the third thing, Brad, before you get off that, Hey, let's get yeah. that, let's get that remote notary going right away. Okay. That's, we got to get that one happening right away. We, hey, we invested in the company that does it. We, we've got an investment in them and we're ready to roll that thing as fast as it can, as fast as, as people are, are willing to use it. We've even got some convinced some lenders. I've, I understand to change their requirements so they're willing to take our remote notarization not just not require a wet signature so so we're pushing on that and then the third thing that i'm working on brad is trying to represent our industry on the policy side um and you know personally that means kind of trying to be at the table both at, especially at the federal level um you know i've done calls with the white house um, I've been involved in things directly with. Did you talk um, to the man, or did you talk did, to his no, deputy? No, 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 I did not talk to the man. I, uh, but you know, but you know, the chamber of Con I mean, we've been, we really work with the chamber of commerce. We have our own political action committee. We work with NAR. We've been at the table at the federal level. We've also been at the table at the state and local level. That's more been helping understand what's coming on these local orders and figuring out how our business can kind of still get done, you know, you know, in a safe way with state and local. But at the federal thing, we're in the table. You know, I've seen a few people in different in our industry put out like letters to Congress, which, you know, if you're not in the room, it's you might as well put a letter out. But, you know, there's a subset of leaders in this industry, and I believe I'm one of them who are in the room 
you know, directly and with these, you know, uh, other organizations having conversations, trying to represent our industry, both as small business leaders or small business companies for franchisees, but also making it really clear that, hey, we have individual agents who are independent contractors and, you know, we don't want them to be left behind by broader government relief efforts. And so, Ryan, you know, I got to tell you time onto that one that Ryan, I got to tell you on that one. You weren't here, but 10 years ago, no one thought about the agents. What they did think about, and I think smartly, the consumer and foreclosures, but even not enough was done there at all. And the agents were just left in the lurk. So I'm happy to hear that it's 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 almost like, you know, the consumer promise here. It looks like we're going to help the consumer through this one, not just the big banks. And I feel like here, too, we have to probably say some institutions that are vital, but we also have to help the working person and also people like the agents. So I'm happy to hear you saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's literally one of the, you know, it's hard to put anything ahead of health and safety, obviously, and we're not going to do that. And we've got to be here to take care of our agents and franchisees and help make them successful. But, you know, the final third of my job right now, you know, is effectively my view is public policy. I'm trying as hard as I can. You know, me and a few other leaders, you know, feel like we're in the room working through these organizations and working directly. Like I said, we've got our own pack and and, and our own folks in DC. And, you know, that's the kind of hard work that I think hopefully can pay off and be helpful to agents and franchisees to not get left behind. Um, And we're going to keep, you know, that that's going to stay one of my top three things um, because it's just, it's needed right now. And um, we are all in this together. You know, no one in the real estate industry caused this just like no one in other industries caused this. But we got to stand up for ourselves and represent ourselves out there. And if Realty doesn't do it, I don't think anyone else is going to either. And so uh, it's a big part of what I need to be doing and what I am doing. Gotcha. Do you eat candy bars? I do not. Oh, because I, I, I thought I heard you opening a candy bar and I wanted it. If it's Snickers, I wanted a bite. Um, I do not open a candy bar. I did open a window, though. <laughs> no, I think it was... I think it was our technology, Ryan. I got to tell you, the only way I can cope with some of this is to humor it a little bit. Um, tell me this. If, if you look out, well, let's stop a minute. You, I know, have a daily dashboard. So you are seeing the market as it's happening is, is my suspicion, right? Yes. Is there any indication this thing is, you know, looking like the stock market three weeks ago? Um, are there signs that, you know, there are people out there saying this thing is collapsing around us, not just restaurants but home sales and uh, are you seeing some other picture because I don't want to be too dark but I don't want to BS the Inman listeners I don't want to go too far because I'm in a quiet period as a oh, yeah. company gotcha what I, what I would say is um, you know the 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 decline in real estate transactions that I've observed and what I've been hearing from third parties who are tracking kind of like online kind of searching and lead generation. Um, we've yet to reach the, the big drop off that I think, you know, many people are predicting. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, and part of that is because we have agents and, fran- and franchisees being incredibly creative to still help people, you know, do what they need to do to either get in or out of a house. Um, and, and, you know, I think clearly it's going to be more challenging going forward, but the, um, this year got off to a really good start, I think for housing and that's, you know, probably continued longer 
then the stock market's really good year continued. But there's no no way to you know sugarcoat that we probably have some tougher times ahead. But the um, the actual data is, is is not as doesn't look the same shape as the housing as the stock market yet. Oh. From what I'm hearing from third parties and, and observing. Well, that's good to hear. I hope that holds up. Although it's kind of despite low interest rates, it's hard to imagine it would with higher unemployment. Hey, let's go back to one thing. You, you hinted at this. Can you give us some more color for our, if you're announcing it today and it's after market closing? Um, the relief for franchise owner or for broker owners that, you know, your customers, what can you give us any details of what you're, you're hoping to do there? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you three or four, uh, three or four things. Um, and, you know, she's remember, you know, unlike some other models, you know, in our model, we only you know, we only get paid by franchisees if they're doing deals, right? Um, and, you know, we're going to be announcing, uh, in part because of the financial strength that I feel, we're going to be announcing a, a number of things. One is we're going to accelerate um, franchisee rebate payments um, uh, to try to get them that cash earlier than we, you know, normally would have uh, and try to get those payments to them in the next kind of, um, you know, kind of, you know, 10 to 11 or 12 days instead of what would have been a, a much later time frame. So we're going to do that announcement. We're going to be waiving a bunch of, we're going to waive kind of our minimum franchise fees for anybody who, you know, can't reach them. And then, uh, as you know, we charge brand marketing fees for our different brands. Um, we're going to suspend those for three months. We're not going to we're not going to charge them or ask for them, and we're not going to try to recoup them after the three months. Um, uh, those are three of the things that we're, uh, you know, looking forward to announce kind of across our uh, across our brands. And then there's one more announcement that uh, is uh, uh, is uh, slipping my mind at the moment, but uh, there's a fourth one in there. But the point is, is we're trying to you know, help franchisees, you know, be in a better position to kind of navigate what's coming proactively. And, you know, we have the financial uh, horsepower to do things like pay rebates early and, you know, um, uh, 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 absorb, you know, uh, the lack of some of uh, uh, some of the brand marketing stuff that, you know, franchisees would pay us. Oh, that's great. Well, I think you're going to probably need it the way things are shaping up. Ryan, tell me this. Um, your your wingman Ryan Gorman's been over there trying to figure out how to get some relief from all the the commercial real estate that traditional brokerage is having that have out there, and it's hard. I know. Um, my suspicion is there's always a a pony in here, even in crisis, right? And we're seeing the automated transaction, which I I've been preaching for for way too long, coming to fruition because of the forcing function of the coronavirus. But is it also true that maybe finally these broker owners will realize that we found at Inman that our, our morale was up, our productivity up, and it was easy to recruit virtually, and it was with physical offices. And is this going to wake the broker owners up, and is it going to allow Ryan Gorman to get out of all those damn leases so you can increase your bottom line? Well, look, I, I love the, anything we can do to move more virtually. When I was at Capital One, um, me, myself, and a, 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 a very good operator that I'd hired, we started a massive work-from-home program that let us recruit better talent in a lot more geographies than where we had buildings because we were able to actually let people do customer service and other jobs literally from their house. And so I think anything that forces you know us to be more virtual is a good thing. It's good for the industry. It's good for agents. It's good for consumers. It'll be good for Realogy's you know, bottom line vis-a-vis -vis physical footprint over time. And, you know, it could be a small silver lining from a cloud that none of us want to, 
you know, have hit us here, but that we are actually dealing with here. I also think the low rates thing is bluntly part of the reason, you know, things have been okay right recently and, and people still been working on getting deals done, especially on the refi side. That could be a helpful thing when we come out of this. Um, and, um, and then like, I'm excited about, you know, kind of the, the flight to quality. And, you know, uh, if you think about companies that have, big liquidity positions and have the financial resources to get through a hard time. Obviously, you know, Realogy, you know, we publicly talk about our billion plus of liquidity that we have, you know, those kind of things will serve us well, we think, through this and hopefully, you know, will help us on a, in terms of a flight to quality from hopefully both agents and franchisees during this period. Ryan, we're kind of running out of time here. What's, I'm a broker owner, like many people, uh, you know, We've all had a little panic attack with all of this stuff going on. I'm a broker owner in a community where, darn, I started out the quarter so well. It looked like 2020 was going to be a killer year, and suddenly we face blow after blow and uncertainty after uncertainty. Um, they're worried about their revenue. They're worried about making payroll. They're worried about their agents. As a leader, coach coach these people right here on air right now. What what should they be thinking about? How how should they how should they get through all of this? So I've done multiple calls with each of our brand franchise owners this week, over 100 plus franchisees on on every every one of those calls. And, you know, um, we basically are giving them the message of here's what we're doing to try to keep our people safe and healthy. First is the first thing we talk about. Second, we've been saying, here's what we're doing in the business, both to support them and to support customers getting deals done and being creative, which we encourage people to do. Third, here's kind of the menu on the cost and um, efficiency side we would encourage people to flex to during these times. And then fourth, we focus on the things that we're uh, thinking and doing to try to support them, including some of the relief stuff um, that I just uh, that I just talked about earlier. Um, look, you know, the there, there's risk of both over and underreacting to what's in front of us here. And so a lot of what I encourage people to do is take a deep breath, look at the data that's coming in, stay creative, and you got to stay optimistic, right? You know, we have such great agents who are doing cool things, even in all the craziness going on. Um, you know, this is not a housing driven thing. Housing will come back after this thing goes through, just like, you know, other things will, you know, be calm, be optimistic, be a leader. One of my leadership principles, Brad, is, you know, 90 plus percent of the time, we're all just managers. We're in our jobs because we're good at managing, setting strategy, allocating resources, recruiting talent. Leadership is what you do in moments of crisis. We have a crisis here as a country, as an industry, and this is a time for leaders to step up, make good decisions, be optimistic, be straight with people, and 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 the people who do the better job of those things are likely to be the ones who, you know, will not only get through this but come out better at the other end as as hopefully housing roars back. I love that, Ryan. I love the optimism. I, I you know, we're all watching way too many Netflix. And the other night, Yaz and I watched the uh, Taylor Swift documentary, and wouldn't be something I'd normally watch. But she had a line in there, and she she calls it "Change the channel on negative thinking." and uh, that being optimistic, uh, as hard as it is, realistic, clearly. And I couldn't agree with you more about leadership. It's easy to manage in good times. It's very hard to manage in bad. Hey, we're counting on you to lead Realty through and, and help the rest of the industry. And as you guys come across policies that you think the industry should get 
get behind, and I know you will, you and your team are excellent communicating Inman, give us a heads up so we can help rally the larger Inman community to support good public policy that first helps the consumer, then helps the agents, and then everybody else, in that order. Um, but we love you uh, for what you're doing, and uh, thanks for doing the show on, on a, a real quick invite. Anytime, Brad. You can keep your role going, sharing information with all of us. This is a time to share best practices, come together, because we are all in this together, uh, and, and we're going to get through this together. Hey, Inman, Bill out there, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining Ryan and I. You all have a good weekend. No panic attacks. Change the channel and negative thoughts. Tune into Inman all weekend. We're reporting 24-7 on everything that's happening. Again, thanks, Ryan. We'll talk to you all later. Checking out Brad Inman here. <laughs>